In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, we're going to talk about sex. Not only sex, we have our special guest, Kaz Riley, back talking about her book, Woman, How to Find, Understand, and Embrace Your Sexual Pleasure. This is part two. If you haven't listened to part one, jump back an episode. Fascinating conversation, insightful, helpful for both men and women. And we're back with part two on this episode. And as usual, we're giving away a free hypnosis guide that's all in the show notes. We will be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. Hello, my friends. This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. Welcome back. That is Matt, Matt Fox, my producer. Uh, with us also is Kaz Riley. She's hanging out for another episode after we just did episode number one. So I'm with glad her, she's yeah. with us. Yeah, absolutely. Fascinating information. And we're going to get into a little bit more. Uh, in the meantime, let me tell you where you can find me. Uh, my website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. On the website, you will find my podcast page with all of our episodes going back to number one. This is episode 98. So we are fast approaching the 100, the triple digit mark. <laughs> so uh, I, Matt said I should do something special. I'm going to have to figure out if I, I, I don't should know. Pro- I, I should I, probably, I, yeah, we should probably talk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll have to figure something out, of course. Um, so yeah, that's coming up. So yeah, on the website also, you'll find uh, my most recent videos of, um, Luckily, as, as we've mentioned in past episodes, last year because of COVID, mm-hmm. my whole stage show season got wiped out. Right. But uh, it was nice to get back on the horse, so to speak, this year. Did you wipe and, off uh, some cobwebs? Yeah, and, uh, no, I was, I, you know what? I honestly, I, I didn't feel rusty at all. I was like, I, I was just, I was fired up to get back on stage. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so I, I ended up doing, oh uh, gosh, total, what, eight, nine shows this spring, which. Good you for know, you. Uh, so, yeah, and the last That's one fantastic. I just did was my home district of Woodhaven High School. So, um, the reason I'm bringing that up is I just posted that video. Oh, did you? Uh, I was doing some editing. I just posted that today. So, is that on your yesterday. YouTube channel? It, it's not on the YouTube channel. Uh, it's on, if you go to my website and look for shows, uh-huh. uh, you can follow that link, will take you to Vimeo, where you can either purchase or rent the, the entire show front uh beginning beginning to end fair yeah. all right now, fair enough yeah but that was that was kind of fun to get back on the horse but you can look for our past shows maybe you maybe you did a fair with me and um a couple summers ago and mm-hmm. wanted hey i remember that fair i want that show take a look i got what did i do on there what did i do it's like oh no yeah you never know you never know what happened i mean there, there are a lot of shows I, I don't want to bring up specifics, but um, there was something said at this Woodhaven show that could have gone south really quickly. Oh, okay. And uh, it didn't go the direction I thought it was going to go. And I was like, whew, I, my, I saved my career. I'm okay. <laughs> you got to be careful with that, right? That escalated quickly. 
I mean, that really <laughs> got out of hand fast. <laughs> yeah, I could have. Find me on social media, Facebook and YouTube, both Motor City Hypnotist, and on Twitter and Instagram, which are both Motor City Hypno, H-Y-P-N-O. Not that I'm not hip, I am, but uh, I oh, want to make sure the spelling's you're, you're right. H-I-P it's H-Y-P-N-O. No, you're H-I-P hip, though. Yeah. And as usual, uh, my free hypnosis guide is available in the show notes for anyone to download. Just click on that link. You'll get a PDF with all of that information. And the most important thing is wherever you're listening, whatever platform you're on, whether it be Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, whatever, Pandora, mm-hmm. subscribe, follow, or collect. Collect. <laughs> it's all these crazy, whatever they are, whatever the thing is you do on that on that platform, do it. Yes. Yeah, and, and like me or follow me or connect with me or collect me. I don't Co- know what. Yeah, it's crazy. And then you, you, I'd be like, the, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. It's I don't crazy. know either. Collect uh, you? Yeah, okay. They, they, they could collect me. That's you fine. you have one too many? I'll collect right? you if you have All one right. too many. What in blazes are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and leave a review. So subscribe, collect, follow, whatever it is, and leave a review. That would help me out tremendously. And this episode is brought to you by Empower Your Mind for Success, a hypnotic guide. It is my new book, which will soon be out. And I keep saying soon every podcast episode. Uh, There's progress. It's being edited, so there is progress. Uh, And sure, I'll just jump to Cass for a minute. Cass, how long did your editing process take? Well, I, I went chapter by chapter because I've never written a book before. Okay. So it wasn't, so it was kind of all the way through, but it, it, it took me, I, I'm 24 weeks for the whole process. Wow. So. Okay. Okay. So, so let me ask you, and we can, well, we can be honest here because we're, we're, you know, this is going to be go out to us for everybody to know. But when you, when you got your edited stuff back, were you like, what in the world? I, should I even be writing? Did, did you have any thoughts <laughs> like that? <laughs> Because I, it wasn't quite that bad. I had that feeling before I even started. Because uh, <laughs> it's probably why it took me so long to start. I got a couple of chapters back, and I and I I kind of I kind of thought of myself as like I, I think I'm a decent writer. I mean, I, I think I've done a well. And and then I got those first chapters chapters back. Like somebody murdered this murdered the manuscript. There was so much red. <laughs> So I'm like, oh man. So yeah, I just had that that little that little feeling of, oh geez, should I do this? But yeah, I just wondered. Yeah, it took me right back to being at school. Actually, you know, when you used to get your 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 kind of exercise book back with a red pen all over and see me <laughs> right. at the bottom. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then yeah, then you feel like crap. Yeah. So, folks, um, that's where you can find me, um, and that's what the episode is brought to you by. It is time for our winner of the week. All right. So this, this is a good story. Um, last, last time we talked about the cure for hiccups, our last episode, which was kind of fascinating. But um, So this story comes from uh, Londonbury, New Hampshire. Really? Londonbury, New Hampshire. Okay. On June 12th, restaurant owner Mike Zarella told Today Food, I guess that's a... That's a is that the restaurant or... Or is that the uh... told Today Food? I I think that's the reporting agency. Okay, that's fair. That the man who wanted to remain anonymous had seemed like a regular diner until he paid the bill. Uh A gentleman came in at the bar and ordered a beer and a couple of chili cheese dogs, and then he ordered pickled chips and a and a Patron tequila drink. (laughs) 
Zarella said. At mm. around 3.30, he asked the bartender for the check. She gave it to him and walked away, and he said to her, don't spend it all in one place. Zarella said that because the restaurant was busy and the bartender didn't look at the check right away, wanting to get a waiting to get a break before submitting the payment. However, the, when the diner joked about not spending it all in one place multiple times, she went and looked at the amount. Hmm. Okay, so the the bill total yeah. was well, he he got hot dogs, chili dogs, and, chili dogs, and, and some uh, and tequila, pickle chips, and a Patron. Is that a good mix? Thirty-seven ninety was the was the amount of the bill. Okay, he left a sixteen thousand dollar tip. Okay, sixteen thousand dollars. Don't spend that all in one place. Well, I see. I was kind of wondering. <laughs> typically, I know we do a lot of these anonymous story things, but he, but he wrote a check, right? Well, it was it was on a credit card. Oh, it was on a credit it's, card. Okay. It's on, it, they have a so the, copy okay. of the receipt. The receipt. Okay, good. So uh, he wrote a check. <laughs> yeah, it was on. It looks like it was on a. Yeah, it's, it was a Visa debit card. Oh my goodness! Yeah, good for that. That is very cool. When, my, when my, people the, do the that. only thing that irks me just a little bit is that he kept staying Stay. and saying, "Oh, don't spend it all oh. in one place." Like he he wanted. Like he wanted them to see it somehow. Look but, at me. But that's Look okay. It's still generous. It's still more money than I could give away. Well, I mean, yeah. I'd love to give money away, but yeah. if I had it. Right, right, right. Th- but that's all a problem. Uh, well, if you have it and you don't need it, then whatever you want to do, man. But th- And the story goes, well, here's the other great part of the story. So right. she g- he gave the bartender the tip, and uh, what they did is they split this tip up with all the staff. Ah. Like the waiters, the dishwashers, the you know all the people in the place got – they just split that up equally among everyone. Huh. I wonder how many employees yeah. uh, were there. Uh, let me look. Let me see if that shows that in the story. Um, Maybe not. They, they, they had a good night. We'll just say that. Eight, eight, eight bartenders. Wow. And kitchen workers. So not, not a whole lot. Eight, 10, something like that. Eight, 10, 12, something like that. So you know what, bad. 10 people, they all, all walked away with what, 1600 bucks yeah. in their pocket? I mean, it's, yeah, it's another 1000 bucks in your pocket. But, yeah. I mean, I thought it was a cool story. I mean, $16,000 tip, and, you know, it's, it's cool just to take care of people. I, I know since this whole pandemic started, I felt really bad for restaurant workers mm-hmm. because and, and restaurants themselves just right. because of the whole shutdown and them not making money. So 10 people say that that's an extra stimulus payment right there. Sure, absolutely. There it is. So, yeah, so cool to whoever Anonymous is who left the $16,000 tip. Bam. Yes, sir. Yep, yep. So we're back. We're back with Kaz Riley. I, I should read your, your intro again, uh, but I screwed it up the first time. Do it live. <laughs> do it live. I can write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing. <laughs> so, so we won't. So we're talking to Kaz about her new book. And I'm going to get this right. Woman, how to find, understand, and embrace your sexual pleasure. And we hit on some great stuff last episode. So if you didn't listen to last episode, jump back because um, really great discussions with Kaz. Um, so so let, let's start this episode, Kaz, as far as I noticed, and, and I, I told you I read the book in less than a day. Um, how do you feel like social media has affected women and uh, do, do you think do you think it's 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 do you think it's hindered them in some way as far as their sexual expression or or being more confident? I think well everything's filtered, isn't it? I mm-hmm. think that's that's part of it. Everything is filtered. 
Um, so you've got that side of it, things like uh, Instagram, you know, certainly with the younger generations um, or, of young women, certainly that has a massive impact. Um, and then I think, you know, social media generally, um, it just in terms of, I think people are very afraid of they might appear on social media or be named on social media or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but even the way it's, there's advertising on there, you know, we're, we're very much taught about how we should be and and also about what pleasure is. You know, that's that's the other thing, I think, is we've been taught that pleasure is doing things going you know i going going shopping what you can buy what you consume and you know we've we've kind of come to this place where pleasure is almost something that we we were seen that we have to consume and mm. you know when we think about we consume social media don't we you know facebook yeah. and instagram and twitter and all that kind of stuff and we kind of miss the actual kind of the stuff that's really out there the natural kind of beauties and pleasures which most of which are actually really good for us you know they're really exhilarating for our soul and sensuality mm -hmm. and we you know we become focused on the stuff that we can buy and how we should look rather than how we feel so wow. i think it does have a pretty negative effect on on both men and women, but especially women. Well, and, and, and we talked about last episode that the, the whole um, the whole aspect of slut shaming and and and, and do you think that do you think that's uh, uh, I, I guess because of social media do you think that's more prevalent nowadays than than it would be just by word of mouth? Definitely, because yeah. social you know whereas I mean you I, I know from. You know, when I was at school, we didn't have social media. You know, it was things like the phrase were the the phrase that was used. I don't know if this is a real kind of uh, British thing. Is you don't want to be the town bike, meaning you know you don't want to be the person that everybody thinks they can have a ride on. Which oh. I, I don't know if that's something <laughs> no, that I know that uh, is definitely that a British thing there. because I've not I've not yeah, heard whereas, of that. But... Whereas now, yeah. you know, it, it's that kind of thing of you know a reputation can be absolutely destroyed on social media in mm -hmm. seconds, right? And right, you know, and quite quite wrongly so you know where you know it's, it's that similar we're still at a place aren't we where some bloke can put up a conquest or say something and it's all seen as him mm. being you know amazing a stud whatever this exactly the same scenario for a woman yeah. and you know she gets kind of hounded and trolled and mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff so yeah sadly yeah and, and and that's and that's the other the other kind of of quandary we get into is there's always been that double standard that again women are seen as easy or loose or sluts and men it there it shows them as virile and strong and 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 whatever the words are you want to attach to that and that, and that double mm -hmm. standard has been around for forever um and it still exists i'm sure in in some form it it's um i and i and i think that's that's the uh, I, again, another thing that that women have an have a they're I don't know another weight they have to carry. Let's call it, or another mm -hmm. thing that they have to deal with that men do not. Yeah, and and we have this thing called erotic plasticity, which is a, a, a you know a really cool thing. Yes, and, I, I was I was that know, was kind of, that was one of yeah. the, one of my questions for you is is to go into erotic plasticity plasticity. Yeah, and what is it? Plasticity, which is which is basically how much are we affected by uh, by our environment, by the the beliefs of the day, by um, you know what other people might think, and it and it's you know it's well well researched now that women have a much higher 
erotic plasticity than, than men do. But when you look through history of the consequences of, you know, being sexual for a lot of women, we can kind of see why, you know, we would hold a lot more kind of, um, you know, fear and shame and worry and concern about what, what might be thought of us really according to what the kind of social norm is at the time, you know, and a lot mm -hmm. of these things have kind of lingered around for, for, you know, when you think about the term hysterectomy, for example, that was originally done not to help women that had, you know, crummy periods or a terrible time with fibroids or whatever. That was because there was this terrible disease that was called hysteria. Uh -huh. So it literally means cutting out the hysteria. Yep. And the, you know, the, 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 the signs of that, you know, we're, we're not talking that long ago. We no. were talking sort of 100 years ago was a woman who had a high sex drive, who um had sexual thoughts and fantasies who masturbated and you know and sometimes had sex with other women mm -hmm. so they were locked up in in asylums and literally had their their hysteria cut out of them yeah, it, it, so you know you can see why women might be a little bit more affected than I, I, absolutely uh, than yeah you know it's, it's it's funny you say that Kaz, because i think we I, I was just said something to matt maybe a couple of episodes ago that uh you know, in my lifetime, there were still things called insane asylums. That that was the name of them. Mm -hmm. And that in my lifetime, not that long ago, homosexuality was still a diagnosis in the DSM. Mm. So, I mean, yep. and, and you look at these things, it's like, it's, it's just, it's today, it's like almost mind blowing yeah. that, wow, what, it's just so barbaric. It's so yeah. just it's really hard to believe it really is and that's one of the reasons why you do the show it's change your thinking right uh, and you kind of bring it back to really what should we be talking about here and yep. it, you know change your thinking yes it was called an insane asylum back in the day what do we call them now mental health you know uh, you know yeah hospitals or something whatever. with a little yeah. bit more positive yeah. connotation yeah but but even <laughs> think though that and and just the fact that what you said Kaz, that the the term hysterectomy has stayed though that that is that has never went away even though it was attached to something that was just horrific and still yeah. that's what you're stuck with absolutely and you know we still have that and our erot erotic plasticity kind of changes you know and Certainly, you know, this is something that I see. And I, and I guess the beautiful thing about this is that it is, it is, you know, it does have this flexibility about it. And as a woman learns more about herself, her body embraces, let's, has, you know, her sexuality, her sensuality, her pleasure, and lets go a lot, you know, a lot of this kind of really prickly blanket of shame and guilt that mm -hmm. often women you know, I've had from being very young for no other reason than they're a woman, which is just crazy. Yeah. You know, that changes and you see them kind of, you know, really blossom and bloom. And it's not just about sex. It's about how they are, how they're confident in life, how they know their own boundaries better. They can assert themselves mm -hmm. better, you know, and it's all this kind of stuff that doesn't have anything to do with sex, but actually because we're sexual beings, it does. So it, it's it, it's just a really amazing thing when you see women kind of mold their own kind of erotic plasticity rather than allowing it to be influenced by outside sources all the time. It, it's a really magical thing. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that definitely is the key. Again, imagine be, not being affected by outside influences. That That's a tough, that's a tough 
chore. That's a tough thing to, to be able to make happen. That's but why you it stay is possible. Off, you stay off of the social media so you don't have well, that I, outside. Of I mean, you you could be a monk. I mean, you could isolate yourself <laughs> and, and just you know not listen to anything. <laughs> but uh, any you know, I don't know. So no, that that's because that, again, that was one of the terms I'd written down too, uh, Kaz, regarding erotic plasticity. A lot of the things, and, and let me let me address that too, or like let me move off of that because there are a couple of things that I want to make sure we cover because these are important. I think one of, one of the big things that I, that I took out of your book, you talk a lot about boundaries, both physical and psychological, and I, and I mm-hmm. think this is something huge that, and, and I, I'm not not saying intentional, but women don't think about ahead of time necessarily, or even men. I, I think it goes both ways, that that you you don't know what your boundaries are. And, and that can be detrimental as well. Mm. So, so tell tell me the the important thing about these these psychological and physical boundaries. Well, the the it's I mean they're important because they they affect every part of us. You know, to saying things like yes and no, we're all we're all everybody's pretty bad at saying no quite often. You right. know, certainly as therapists, we see that all the time, don't we? You know where. People can't do that. Mm-hmm. But it's also knowing that our boundaries are, are flexible things and they are different for different situations, different people, um, to have good consent practices so that if we know what's okay for us and not okay, then actually we're able to express that. And there's many ways in which you know, we can have our boundaries. It's understanding how we like to be touched, if we want to be touched mm-hmm. or not. Um, psychologically, it can be about what what is okay for me. What in my in my beliefs, whether it's within my religion, in how I how I view myself sexually, or whatever it may be, it's knowing what my boundary looks like, and everybody else knowing what their boundaries look like, and then being able to to really kind of stick with that, and then being able to to kind of mold them. You know, when we're at the start of a relationship, for example, our boundaries might be very different than they would be. A year into a relationship or you know wh- whatever it may be so you know boundaries are so important in terms of our self-esteem mm-hmm. our self-confidence our safety that's the other thing you know one of the things that's often asked of me you know am i are women more unsafe if they become more sexual and i'm like mm. saying they're not going out just being overtly sexual right but understanding yourself that way means that your sexuality is actually within the container of your boundary so you know what's okay for you and what's not and therefore it's much easier to kind of say what you want and what you don't want and that makes them safer because then they know so they're not feeling they're not on that feeling they should be doing something or whatever it may be so just on every level through life our boundaries are super super important yeah absolutely and 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 i think and you're right i I think it just it, it enables you to be more I, I, more comfortable because you know those boundaries are in place. It, it, it gives you that structure that you can be free within um, whatever Absolutely. that's whatever those boundaries are for you. Um, it's, I guess it's also understanding as well that sometimes inside your boundaries stuff that doesn't belong to you either, and uh, that that's a cool thing when yeah. you've got to you know how to throw it out. You know that that actually might have been my teacher's view or my parents' view or whoever's view and then being able to realize that doesn't belong to you. So you can move it outside of your boundary as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so 
I, 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 there's so many questions, I guess. I, I have like three or four notes that I wanted to go. I almost want to go through your book line by line. But um, so let's let's talk real quick. And I think this is very interesting, especially for women. You know what? I, I want to hit one thing first before we get on that. I, I saw your YouTube video of you with the uh, the light the life size model of the clitoris, which some people don't realize. There it is. Yes, if you're on if you're on uh, Facebook Live. She's going to hold it up for you. Mm-hmm. And most people, I, I watched the video, and most people could not identify it. They didn't know what it was. No. And they did not realize that it's not just the, and I'm, I'm going to use the wrong, yeah, it's not just the tip. It's not just that. Mm-hmm. It goes all the way inside, around, yeah. Huh. Yeah. And for those of you listening to the audio on the podcast, uh, it's it's probably, would you say, palm size from your fingertips to yeah, your palm? that's exactly it. Yep. Size of the palm. Yep, size of the palm. Yeah. <laughs> and this is in the unaroused state. Yes. So it's even bigger yep. when it becomes engorged with blood, the same way that the penis does. And what amazes me, and, and the reason I wanted to bring this up, is that for men, of course, we, we just say we're idiots because we, we, we don't know anything. <laughs> But for but a lot of the women in the video had no idea. They had no idea that that that's what the clitoris is made up of. It's that large and it gets, it goes that far. Because we're never taught it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We're never taught it. You know, I I've got a degree in applied biology uh-huh. I, and did reproductive biology. I was never taught it. Wow. It's you know, and 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 on, on most textbooks, it's still. I mean, most textbooks don't even use the right term. For female genitals, which is actually vulva, we're, we're taught mm-hmm. the word vagina, which is just the the opening that goes up to the cervix. Uh, I mean, it's amazing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Well, no, you're right because that is the standard acceptable thing of the woman's genitals is vagina, but it's that's not that's that doesn't encompass everything, hmm. right? Yeah, I, yeah. I that that really interested me because I, I I love the video and I wanted to to, to touch on that. The other one is. And, and I know we, we could talk for hours, I'm sure. Um, hit on a couple of, of the biggest orgasm myths, because you address this in the book as well for women. The, the biggest orgasm myth is that um, most women are able to come through uh, vaginal penetration mm-hmm. or orgasm um, yeah. via vaginal penetration. Yeah. And uh, most women believe that they should, but actually it's uh, less than 20% of women are able to do that. So, you know, here's here's the here's the kicker, if you like, uh, is that, you know, if if you're a if you're a guy and you believe you've always made a woman come, the chances are you haven't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Through penetration like... alone. Through penetration I alone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, here's that, that's one. one of the biggest ones. How are you gonna wipe a table with this little it's not even wet? <laughs> Yeah, some some men are very good at at lying to themselves, you know. At uh, they they think whatever. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, so, well, I mean, yeah. and and, and I I I don't I don't remember if that was in the book or not. Um, it's a good point to bring up, but yeah, most men who you've been lied to at some point in your life. Let's say, yeah, that. I, yes. I, I think I'm probably yes. a bit more gentle um, <laughs> yeah. in the book. <laughs> Um, you know, because one of the reasons that women do that, of course, is not to upset their 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 kind of male the male partner. But I mean, there's so many. I mean, the other one, of course, is that um, you know women need to be in love um, to have an orgasm, and if they don't, it means it doesn't love their partner, which mm. is again, you know, crazy stuff. Yes. Um, 
Uh, and the other one, of course, is that a partner can always tell. I get a lot of women that they'll say to me, I've never had an orgasm, but my boyfriend tells me I have. I'm like, well, he doesn't get um, <laughs> Well, that's, that's just <laughs> Your boyfriend crazy. tells you a lot of things, let me just yeah, say. He doesn't get to decide. Yeah, so, I, I, yeah. I, that just sounds so ridiculous. I can't even <laughs> But yeah, that that's that's pretty pretty insane. So so let's I I know I know Kaz, we could go on and on. Now, I want to give you a couple minutes though. Tell us tell us one again the title of the book, and I will have it. I've all this information in the show notes, folks. Cool. But tell the folks where they can find you, where they can get your book, and and people. I'm telling you, you need to you need to if woman or man, it doesn't matter. Everyone will benefit from this book. So go out and get it. It's it's it's. it's so much information and some of it you you would be really surprised like as far as like wow i never knew that um so yeah tell us kaz where they can find you where they can get the book and i'll push them there cool okay so the the title of the book is woman how to find understand and embrace your sexual pleasure that is available on amazon absolutely everywhere on kindle and on paperback um, there is a website that goes with the book, which is kazrileywoman.com, where you can access lots of free stuff from the start of next week for that, which is awesome. Um, you can find me also um, on my website, sexualfreedomhypnosis.com and .org. Um, and um, come and have a look at my YouTube channel, which is Trancing in the Sheets. I'm on Instagram also as at Trancing Sheets Tumblr. Any, just about anywhere. So come and have a look at that. Come and subscribe to that because that there's a lot of fun stuff that goes on on my channel about sex and hypnosis and sometimes a mixture of the two, which is kind of interesting. Well, so, well yeah, that could be a whole yeah. a separate episode, which we may have to we may have to come <laughs> back and we may have to come back and do that one, Kaz. Right. <laughs> so yes, uh, all of that information, folks, is going to be in the show notes. Where all those all the information Kaz just gave you will be in the show notes. But do something right now: is go to Amazon, look for the book, and buy it today. Uh, again, you won't regret it. Tons of information, man or woman, you're going to learn a lot. Kaz, I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank you for for all the information. And uh, yeah, I'm so glad your book's out, and I hope it does well. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right, Kaz. We'll talk soon. Everybody else, change your thinking, change your life. Laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We will see you next time.